It's a new version of Locked On Coyotes as we do Fan Friday. We're going to bring on a fan, a listener of the show, and talk to them and uh, get what's inside their head about the Arizona Coyotes and just have a fun, casual conversation with them on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlik right beside me on today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, which means we'll never, ever have a paywall. You heard what we said earlier. It is Fan Friday. We welcome a fan onto the show, Cameron Siciliano, once again, returning for the second time, coming back She's after back. But a two month, but it's two, it's two months apart. Welcome back, Cameron. Hi. Welcome back. Very, very fun to be back. Well, we got a great show this time. Um, you know, last time we were doing player grades, we were talking to you about Clayton Keller. But now, you know what? Let's just, you know, you know, you know, drop most of that, have a fun, casual conversation. Obviously, first, we do have to get some house cleaning um, because Carl and I were talking about this player all week long. And Kyle Capobianco, the defenseman who was not tendered a qualifying offer has officially left the Coyotes' nest and is signed with the Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg Sox. <laughs> That's Hard fair. Uh, They're going to attack me for that. Uh, he signed a two-year deal. Very nice for him. Uh, $1,525,000. Uh, it is a two-way deal. Uh, looks like the most he can get uh, in the minors is $1.1 million. So, honestly, he's not going to be making much less if he gets down sent down to the AHL. Good deal for him since uh, I can see him maybe ending up there. Yeah, I've I've always referred to him as that perennial quadruple-A player, as I mentioned to you about like a few other roadrunners out there. It's just like he's just so good in the minors – just can't translate into the NHL. But no. Nope. And uh he was uh you know uh, it's a shame that he's going to a central division team though. That having to see former players multiple times a season, that sucks. I I, I never like that. I will say this though, if he gets sent down to the Manitoba Moose, the Roadrunners barely ever play them, so positive positive stat right there that's perfect <laughs> although that's i feel bad for the moose uh they they have to stay in manitoba all this time they don't get to come down to arizona uh, they can want i think they manitoba came to tucson once can you guess when that was a long time ago uh it was it was a big big event in tucson it was, a, well, I would say not a big event. It was a big game for a big reason. 2017 is my guess. 
first inaugural game for the Tucson Roadrunners. So you're in the right year, Carl. So it's that year, 2016 year. I was going to say was it that. the playoffs? Not the playoffs. It was the game in which Craig Cunningham collapsed on the ice before the game. So they, so they, so they postponed the game. And have they like never come back or? They never came back since. They just, I don't think it got made up. The two, the Tucson, mm. the Tucson ice is just jinxed now. Manitoba will never come back. <laughs> Speaking of Winnipeg, I found this out the other day, and I didn't know this was a thing until someone I knew actually was there. Winnipeg actually has an airport. <laughs> yeah, we just love like, to make jokes about it. <laughs> I love that there's a joke that they don't have one. But I was convinced that they didn't have one until someone I knew was at the Winnipeg airport. And I was like, damn, it's actually real. It's also apparently like the seventh busiest airport in North America. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Like Central Canada, you get like a lot of things. I mean, my extremely small, small hometown in Western New York had an airport. So Winnipeg having one, like... Makes sense. It's a, it's a joke, but yeah. And I mean, you know, they don't have parks or what else did Brzezgov say? Uh, there's no parks. There's no museums. I think it was a very memorable quote from his time with the Coyotes. Didn't want to go to Winnipeg and you just bad about them for not having parks. Not that you would want to go outside in a Winnipeg winter when you'd be playing, but... Who knows? Briscoff was a guy. Yeah, I, I, I've had some people that I know that were from Winnipeg, and they said like it's just cold. That's all that matters. It's just cold. Apparently, I mean that, that's it, right? Like, can't be much there. I mean, it's Manitoba. This is like what, like, it's literally nothing around there. I shouldn't uh, be allowed to speak on places not having anything to do. I'm literally from New Jersey. <laughs> we have nothing. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I remember years back uh, watching a Canadian sitcom called Little Mosque on the Prairie, and they always referred to Winnipeg as the big city, which was always fun. Uh, it's also how I learned that Winnipeg has one of the highest uh, car theft rates in Canada. Not sure why, but just a lot of stolen cars in, in Winnipeg, it's so at random. least in the early aughts. So random. So random. Anyways, though, that's uh, that, that that's that's the deal with uh, with Cowcat with Bianco. But let's go let, let's go get into the uh, the fun bits of of Fan Friday. First of all, Cameron, how has the summer been? And in uh, as a as a Coyotes fan on your side, like as a from the fan perspective, because this summer has been. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know. I got nervous. Let's go qualifying offers. We'll talk about like this week. Because the summer's kind of been boring otherwise. There's not really much happening. Actually, no. We'll go to the draft first. We'll talk about the draft, and then we'll talk about qualifying okay. offers. Agency. Sure. The draft. Loved the draft. I think that was great. I think we drafted a bunch of key players that'll do some good things for the Coyotes. I'm not going to name names on who, because I'm going to get shredded, especially by Robin. So I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but... I think I think there's a lot of guys that we drafted that will make a huge difference for us when they need to. Like I think Logan Cooley is gonna be great. I think Connor Geeky, once he shapes up, like he's gonna be great. The rest of them need more work than the other two, I think. Personal opinion. But you never know. 
I mean, that's fair. And I think um, we had Will Scouch on, you know, yesterday and, you know, he ha- was very critical of, about Maverick Lamaru. He's like, yeah, this guy's got a long way oh, to go. Right. He was critical of all of the Coyotes picks other than Cooley and uh, surprisingly not the guy they drafted in the seventh round. Uh, well, like, let's and be, let's be real though. Maverick Lamaru is like, what, six, seven? He's huge. He's 18, I think, in six, seven. But he's also underweight. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So it, it's like you do have a lot of work to do with that because that's such a big kid at that age. Like, I don't think I know. I know like one kid who's six seven, and I don't know him that well. So it's like insane. I genuinely don't. Like, I think he's going to need a few years. I think like the rest of them. Again, I'm not going to say who I'm thinking because I'm going to get shredded. So <laughs> I'll just keep that one to myself. But like, I think they all need a few more years. And, and that's fair. Uh, also, just like in general, like uh, if you're not going top five, you're probably not going to play the first right. season. And even, you know, Cooley going third overall, he's not going to play. Like everyone knew know. going in. He's going back to Minnesota. <laughs> you were so, you, get, you got it. But you were so freaking like every time. You're just like, am I getting it right? <laughs> I keep thinking he's going to Boston for some reason. I do not know why. Very, very, very common mistake. I thought the same thing. For some reason, I was thinking like one of the schools in Boston, and then I found out he was going to Minnesota. And I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. But I was definitely thinking like Boston College or like BU. Like there's definitely something there. But I guess that's not happening. So He seems like a, a perfect fit for Boston. It's the most, it's one of the most common ones too. Like usually when everyone thinks college, it's like, oh, Boston. Clayton yeah. Keller. Yeah. Because <laughs> we all watched Goodwill Hunting when we were children, and uh, we all learned that college in Boston is pretty much the only place you go. It's true. There's so many colleges in Boston. I mean, the other show that kind of taught me that is Gossip Girl. All the schools that they are like talking about going to are either in New York or Boston. Like the entire show is set in New York. Why you want to stay there, guys? Please leave. <laughs> I mean, that's I, I, that's that's I, that's Ivy League territory, isn't it? So yeah, makes it the Upper East makes. Side. Well, they were all rich on Gossip Girl, anyways, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. It's Fan Friday. We're talking of Cameron Siciliano to just talk about some. Coyotes bits being, you know, how it's like being a fan. We're going to continue the conversation in just a moment. First, we're going to turn to Carl for a quick word. So I have a message from our friends at betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline is the best place for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Plenty of stuff happening. I know it's the offseason for hockey, but there's plenty of sports that you can bet on. And you can head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So let's continue uh, this episode, Locked On Coyotes, as we 
continue Fan Friday once again with Cameron. And Cameron, you were talking about the qualifying offers too as yeah. well. Um, how much of a heart attack did you have when Chris, Christian Fisher did not get his qualifying offers? Okay. Right off? I don't want to talk about it. We, I think I don't think it was you guys I talked about this with. I think it was uh, Nick but when I did his podcast. But it was really funny because I made a joke about the playlist I have called Fisher is a free agent. I was like really expecting him to enter free agency. So I got prepared because once that came out, they're like, we offered qualifying offers to Hayton and Kraus, I think it was. And I saw that Fish wasn't on the list. And I was like, shit. <laughs> and the freaking playlist was right. And then they signed him to a one-year deal and everything worked. So it's fine now. But it was really not good at the time. Yeah, that was an interesting one because, like, it was for the amount that his qualifying offer would be. But I don't think he was technically given one for, like, dumb contract reasons. I, I don't understand it really, but it's a thing, I guess. I'm assuming the same thing with Cam Deneen. Like, that was the thing. They didn't give him a qualifying offer, but they signed him to like a one-year extension. I think Deneen's though was less than what his qualifying offer would be. Like we've oh. seen that move before, but Fisher's it was exactly apparently. Uh, at least that's what uh, everyone says. I don't take the time to look up the math formula for what a qualifying offer is supposed to be. I don't know how to do math. So I wouldn't be the one for that. There's like a certain year limit. I think it's like once you get to a certain age, then it has to be at least 100% of what the... Um, so it's like if you got paid like nine, like 950000 it has to... You, no matter what, there has to be a decent amount of a bump from that. Like to, to, I think, to like 1.1 million or something like that. Or 1 million flat. Like... Something but, like that. Uh, if only the are, NHL would have an official website where you could get contract information mm-hmm. and we didn't have to go to five different websites to figure out what people's contracts are. Do they really are. not have that? That's not a thing? Like, there no, are no, because, a lot, because, because a, lot of NH, like a lot of NHL clubs, for example, the Coyotes are actually one of these clubs in which when they release their press releases per um, club policy – details of this contract are not disclosed yeah i saw that with the coyotes it gets super freaking annoying like damn so so like cat friendly for example finds out via other sources and then they confirm it and that's how it compiles its data and uh years ago when asked uh gary batman said there'd be no interest among fans in a website that keeps track of what people's salaries are (laughs) So, Isn't that what Cat Friendly is? Isn't Cat Friendly yeah. one of the most used hockey websites of all time? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, he was absolutely wrong, but uh, I mean, prospects, I'm assuming. I think when he said it, it was like early on in Cat Friendly's days. So he didn't realize how wrong he was yet, but everyone was like, no, this is, uh, this is where those Now there's no are. way to compete. Now there's no way to compete. Yeah. So yeah, it's like when they tried to introduce fancy stats, uh, and they're just like, it's not the great best place for it. You really have to build it from the ground up." Although the uh, the new the new chips with advanced stats are cool, but <laughs> to an extent, <laughs> to an extent, it 
it would be nice if like the NHL was actually on the forefront of like actually publicizing that information and not just having it be all fan projects. Yeah. But I mean, it was, it was really cool. And I'm going to use a different sport as an example. Um, I was visiting the studios of ESPN in Los Angeles um, a few years back and they showed us a, a model of that they were doing for that showed like these specialized cameras in NBA state in NBA arenas in which it can track every little thing from like where the shots are, where, where the shots are and find heat maps and do Ingo a lot more in depth and a lot of different advanced stats on there. And it was cool. And it was like, it even, it even kind of got integrated with for official NBA stats. So I'm like, wow. That's cool. The NBA is so confusing. I'm just, I don't touch on, I'm not a basketball fan. I don't watch basketball. It's just never been my thing. Because I'm going to talk about this briefly because I know nothing. Does the NBA just like not have a cap? Because they just signed, like the Suns just signed like DeAndre Ayton to like this $133 million deal. And it's insane. Like you don't need to be making that much money. And why are we offering him this much money? A couple things to be clear on that. Suns didn't sign it. Indiana, oh. in, Indiana did, but the Suns can can match the it. Suns, the Suns matched it. Oh, did they match it? I, yeah. yeah, I guess. But that was, but yeah, but That's it was in the, it was it was the Pacers that that did the contract. Um, but they do have a cap, a salary cap. Do. Um, but if you go over, it's luxury tax. Oh. Yeah. So I um, hate the luxury tax. Yeah. Uh, I I I think people who are trying to bring it to hockey are. Uh, only people who re- like big big market teams. Uh, Tampa and- Bay. Tampa Bay. <laughs> Sorry. <I was> now <laughs> that's just fun team. cap circumventing. I'm absolutely fine with going and screwing with the rules. That's fun. Just going to out every team for you so you don't have to. Because no, I'm, I'm just your guest. No one can say anything to me. <laughs> it's eventually going to be like, yeah, if, if – if they went soft cap and luxury tax, it's literally like like Montreal and Toronto and and Boston are just literally going to throw as much money as they want at whoever they want. And Toronto's already kind of doing that. Toronto's trying to bend the rules a little bit this free agency. I see what they're well, going. They, well, when they gave John Tavares like what like first year fifteen million dollars, you're like, what? Yeah. I mean. Imagine what Vegas would be doing with a soft cap. Uh, they would probably not be in the really stupid hole that they dug themselves into. Didn't we all uh, say that was going to happen? That was like a oh, thing. Oh, yeah, no, we all, we, all, yeah. we all knew. It just, we didn't, no one ever wanted to admit it because. Uh, I, well, it was kind of the thing where it's like, all right, this is going to run out eventually. You better win a cup in the next three years. Otherwise, exactly. you're screwed for five. And uh, they didn't win that cup. Um, their window is probably not closed yet, but it's good. They still got. There's one here. Fun fact about the Coyotes this year. Let's hear it. Sure. So this this is not insider information, and it comes from just me because I did like the math a little bit. I can't do math. That's not true. I did like putting it together pretty much. Um, judging by how every team in the West is looking right now, like the central, like just the West division and how like the flyers are dealing, even though they're not in the West, the coyotes chances of making the playoffs this year are super high, (laughs) like super high at the moment. I mean, 
given that Chicago is only going to get worse, um, yeah. I cannot. Uh, yeah, that's Chicago's possible. Chicago's only going to get worse. Vegas is getting worse with the whole Pacioretty thing. Like it's just going going like this. Anaheim is still at the bottom. San Jose. Anaheim is still just signed Ryan Strom to a five-year deal, dude. Like I just, oh man, hate that. Good I for mean, him, San Jose has six goaltenders. Did you see that? They have like six yeah. goaltenders signed. I did not see that. No, <laughs> they signed Oscar so, Lindblom. Uh, they just signed Aaron Dell again. I, I'm not <laughs> entirely sure why. How and many? they still have, and they still have Aiden Hill. <laughs> That's someone you would love to keep on your team. Man, it, love that uh, guy. What about a uh, free agency? Uh, I did just see former Coyote Dylan Strom get a nice one-year, mm-hmm. three point five yeah. million dollar deal with the Capitals. So mad about that. He underwhelms me so much at this point. Listen, it's got nothing to do with the deal. It's just like your name was thrown around with like Johnny Gaudreau and like Nazem Kadri. You were going. That was like the na- the three big names this year were like Dylan Strom, Kadri, and Johnny Gaudreau. Like, where are these three gonna go? Dylan Strom signs a one-year deal with Washington. Like, I don't care about Washington. Good for you, bro. What? The one year? I'm so underwhelmed. Like, I'm so mad. I was like, you could have done better than that. I mean, <laughs> I, I think a lot of teams probably still feel like he has a lot to prove. Probably. Yeah. Um, mainly because, look, he like his, his career arc has been from literally just barely even seeing the light of day at the Coyotes organization to, like, half emerging to start off with Chicago before getting buried back again and then like finally emerging again like he hasn't had a consistent season in Didn't his entire the Coyotes, don't don't quote me on this because I don't really know because this is very new to me at the time didn't the Coyotes start to play Clayton Keller over Dylan Strom <laughs> don't quote me on that well, the thing with Strom was so like the that year so like I'll put it to the year, the second year of the Roadrunners. It was because, like, the top line of the Roadrunners, for example, was uh, was Strom, Merkley, and Kraus, aka the uh, the first round line. All of them drafted in the first round of the draft, and it was like, okay, like the, these guys are great. Strom gets called up, plays fourth line minutes every time, and then gets sent right back down. Did Merkley ever like make out to be anything? Uh, injuries pretty much derailed him. Uh, he he seemed like he was doing good, but he could never really rebound. He was, re- well. he was, he was he rebounding a little Jersey, bit. Yeah, right? he, he went, went to Jersey. Yeah. And went to San he was part of the Taylor Hall trade. That's what I was going to say, because I remember him being part of the Taylor Hall trade, because so was Kevin Ball, and everyone loves Kevin Ball now. It's like a thing. Man, devil's fans. But it was, like, it was like Nick Merkley and Kevin Ball were like the prospects in the Taylor Hall trade. And then... From Jersey, he went to San Jose because they traded. I can't remember the trade, but they traded Nick Merkley with someone else to San Jose. I'm trying to remember what that trade was, but that maybe it wasn't a trade. Maybe they were well, that both Merkleys, both of them, like even though they're not even related, but two Merkleys are on San Jose. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. Calls bringing it up. I am looking it up. I don't think Merkley is currently signed with a team. 
I was going to say, I don't know if he's still signed, but he was definitely, like, bounced around a little. I think he was released. Like, he was released this last year, probably. He was, there was, because there was Devils fans on, like, my timeline, like, super upset that Nick Merkley left to San Jose. They're like, San Jose, take good care. Or maybe he was, because mm. for some reason, I, I thought he was on San Jose longer. Did he go to San Jose again? Is that, like, a thing? Yes. So, uh, looks like New Jersey sent him to San Jose for Christian Yaros. Um, and then, uh, looks like, uh, San Jose sent him to New York for the Rangers for Anthony Potato. Yeah. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, and he played recently for the uh, in the San Jose system. Nine games, one goal, two assists. Did spend some time with the Barracuda and the Hartford Wolfpack. So, so he's I don't been remember kind of the New York thing. But I definitely remember it being like a big thing with Devils fans. Big thing. I feel bad for Nick Berkeley because yeah, because that because like out of the three, that top, you know, that top line from the Roadrunners, he's just the one that just has been left out to dry. He just sticks stuck in the AHL. That's what I was saying. Like, I feel bad for him, but like, it's almost like his own fault. I think. Like, did I mean, you, he did had, you work hard enough? He had the same problems as Cal Capobianco. Just kept getting injured. Yeah, <laughs> that sucks. That'll cost you a lot. Yeah. What about uh, the Coyotes free agent signings? Anyone you saw that really excited you? Troy Stetcher. Very excited about that. And I know everyone's going to be like, he's a bad defenseman or something. I don't care. I like his dog. And I really like that his dog has <laughs> an Instagram. And so I'm like, dude. And he played with Nick Schmaltz. That's, a, that's another key point. But I like that his dog has an Instagram. And I think Troy Stetcher will be a great addition to the team. Yeah, and Stetcher I mean, was supposed to be that player that is, according to Bill Armstrong, at least supposed to be the player that's going to be filling the void that was left by, um, now by um, Anton Strawman. By Anton Strawman, so. Yeah, and that's a pretty big void. Strawman really had to step up. Uh, I, I do think it's funny, though, that the rumors for the expansion draft were that the team was protecting Capobianco to make the trade for Strawman. And then he ended up not being a part of that trade. And the Panthers like didn't even get anything, I think. I think they just gave a bunch of picks to the Coyotes. I think the same thing happened with the Flyers. Yeah. The same thing happened with the Flyers and Shane Goss's bear. And the Flyers were like... For, for Andrew Ladd. Yeah. Well, the Flyers were like... The issue with Shane Goss's bear, and this is coming from someone who like did like the Flyers for a while, you know, until they did what they did this offseason, and now I'm really not happy. So might have to find a different team. Just kidding, I don't care. But like I just as someone who did like the Flyers, Shane Goss's bear was not producing the way they wanted him to. And they started to get pissed off. And it was like, okay, what can we do for Shane? And it was the answer was nothing. It was just you have to trade him. They put Shane. I didn't. They put Shane on waivers, and he like cleared because no one wanted him. Or was that Nick Aubay Cubell? That might have been Nick Aubay. Uh, I, mean, I think you're right. I think 
yeah. Gus's bear was on waivers at one point, like right. late in the season. They put Shane on waivers. Yeah, you're right. They put Shane on waivers. And then there was like this thing where no one took him. And we all were nervous that someone was going to take Shane Goss's bear. It was a big thing. Twitter blew up. No one takes Shane Goss's bear. And they end up trading him to the Coyotes for future considerations. Hey, Don't know man. what those future considerations were. A bag of pucks. A bag of pucks, ne- essentially. Next time Bill Armstrong is in Philadelphia, he's got to buy someone a steak dinner. That's probably it. <laughs> Can we trade for Joel Farabee? That's too much. I would love to have Joel Farabee, though. That'd be great. I mean, honestly, at this point, I think the only person the Coyotes are going to trade for is like a veteran goaltender. Oh, yes. Which they still need. It's like they-, they don't have a backup goaltender yet. So, oh, yeah, um, big news on this one. This is not a Coyotes thing, but I saw this thing literally a few days ago. It was like Keith Kincaid is reti- retiring. They were like, Keith Kincaid's retiring, like, best of luck to him on the rest of his career. And then he signs an AHL deal with Boston. Yeah, like, are you not retiring then? <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, when I retire, I sign a contract to do more work. That's that's how <laughs> retirement works now. I'm Keith Kincaid, honorary millennial. Like NHL Probably Network literally covered it. They're like Keith Kincaid's retiring. It was like a thing. Like NHL Network covered it, and I saw it like the morning of free agency before it started. They were talking about it. They're like, "Good luck to Keith Kincaid. Like best of luck, of luck in retirement." And then he just signed a deal with Boston, and I was like, "All right then." Uh, Keith Kincaid is. Uh, a couple days younger than, or one year and a couple days younger than me. So yes, Keith and Cade is a millennial, like all millennials. <laughs> he is never going to retire. Uh, he's just going to keep doing the same job uh, until he dies. Good for him. In that, that sounds good. For the- he's going to die on the ice, just in net for like the next the next expansion team. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, compare that to the Gen Z players who are just going to be like, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> lacrosse goal on him. That's his. That's how he just ends it. That's how yep. his life ends. Someone does a lacrosse goal on him, and it just that's it. He just flops and dies like on the ice. Absolutely. Sounds about right. Um, I guess we're since we're running a little bit out of time here, we'll probably get a couple more things though. Um, I guess general things of uh, the Coyotes for next year that you're hope that, that that you're excited for, and uh, just anything else coming up. Oh, yeah. I have two things. So I missed this because it came before, way before the draft, actually. A few friends and I actually did a Coyotes fan project, and it got, like, super stupid attention for no reason, which was pretty insane. Took me two months to figure out how to do it. Took me two months to send it to 25 different people. But it worked. Took me an extra month to get it out because it was supposed to come out at the end of the year. At, like, the end of the season. Came out in, like, may like a month later but it got like quote tweeted by one of their journalists or whatever it was pretty insane pretty weird long long day that day that's that's it but then coyotes like new stuff i don't know i'd like to see us actually win a few more games (laughs) (laughs) that's not gonna happen At I'm least like, not next year. It's not happening. Like, let's not leave Vejmelka out to dry, please. At least one game. I want one game where we don't leave him hanging. Let's Chip at least hope like, a, no That's more second third collapses then. 
I want Jacob Chikrin to step up next year because if not, he's traded by the deadline. I'm telling you. Calling it now. If he doesn't step up this year, he will be traded by the deadline and they're going to name Clayton captain, which would be ideal for me. Not gonna I, don't know that, I don't know that soon, but not that yeah. soon, but they're going to name him captain. Probably. Or at least I think yeah, so. Probably. And people are not happy with me for saying that. Very biased opinion over here. I mean, let's put it this way. Clayton Keller was the player that spoke at the Tempe City Council meeting. That is Captain Ray. And you know who was right there with them? Christian Fisher. <laughs> that was that was so funny. Absolutely. They were like, yeah, Fisher and was it Kraus, I think. They were there. It was they Fisher and Schmaltz. What was that? I only oh, remember because the day that happened, I was at this event for my school for the program I'm in, and I forgot it was happening. And Clayton spoke while I wasn't allowed to be on my phone. And yeah, my phone we, blew up yet again. Yeah, I think the uh, uh, the group chat I have with you and a few other, other of uh, Coyotes fans and listeners are just like, they're just like, Cameron, 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 he's doing it. Everyone, everyone's like, Cam? I was like, what? <laughs> I did uh, confirm, yes, uh, Nick Schmaltz. Okay, Nick Schmaltz. It was Schmaltz. There you we, go. we would have remembered if it was Lawson Krause because there would have been one person like a foot taller than everyone else. <laughs> Listen, yeah, you got a good point. You got I'm going to try this year because of my like little connection with the media team. I'm aiming because we had the Michael Carcone thing last year. Instead of having that happen this year, I'm convincing them to use Swag Schmaltz. It has to be a thing this year. And if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be so mad. Been saying it for like over a year now. Yeah. The more memes, the better. You got to, you know, just Gen Z, the the uh, the social media scene. How in here and I've already them. started the Barrett Hayton Clayton Keller twins thing. That was my idea. Calling Love you guys it. out. Listen, <laughs> hire me at this. I'm kidding. I don't need to be hired. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Never. Know. Anyways, though, any final thoughts you'd like to share before we close it off? Not that I can think of. I don't know. I'm not really like nothing fun. Anything from you, Carl, to get ready to close off? Uh, no, I think uh, I think we touched on a lot today. All right, sounds wonderful. Well, Cameron, thanks for coming on on this show for on our first version of Fan Friday this summer. It's absolutely fantastic. Hoping to do more of these Fan Fridays. They're absolutely fun. Anytime. Anyways, that's gonna be always, it for today's always. episode. <laughs> That's going to be it for today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash lockedoncoyotes, on Instagram at lockedoncoyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock F. Interact with us, ask the question you might have, we might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyote Podcast. That's going to be it once again for today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Hope you get to stay safe out there. Hope you get to stay healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>